Hey everyone, how you doing? It's Nellie here. Today we're back for another sloppy seconds with the one and only Genevieve Morris. You remember Jen, she is one of Australia's finest comedic actors. You might remember her as Barbara from Bankworld and she's that chick who made jokes about her cancer the last time she was on the podcast. Jen asks me about how I see my long-term relationship now that I'm a couple of years out of it. We talk about the healing power of cashiers, why we love Freddie Mercury, and we take a brilliant listener letter on dating a widower and how to handle the feelings that come with the presence of, you know, another woman still in the house. We take some calls on thruppy thirds and celebrating single mums. And lastly, which I found absolutely hilarious, Jen rails against that couple thing. You know, when people go, oh, we think, or he reckons, or she said, I mean, spoiler alert, be your own person, Moles. Be your own person. Now, this podcast was recorded on Zoom at my place. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. If you want to support the podcast, and obviously you do, keep listening. If you want to keep it coming out for free, you can do things like leave a review on the app you're listening on, tell your mates, share to social media, or sign up to Dear Nelly Plus for $5 a month and you get some bonus content. And look, a special call out in the next couple of weeks, we're doing bonus episodes and we'd like to include some calls from you about what you love about the podcast. Bit of a feel good moment. Could be a favorite episode, could be an aha revelation, could just be why you bloody love it. Go to my website, which is nellythomas.com, or there's a link in the show notes. It's super easy. You just press record and start talking and it gets emailed to me. Easy as pie. Now, last but not least... This is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So off you fuck. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dear Nelly. I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Welcome to Dear Nelly, Sex Dating Relationships from the Other Side of 40. And we are back with a sloppy seconds with Genevieve Morris. Hello, Genevieve. Hello, Nelly. Lovely to be back for sloppy seconds. Yeah. 
<laughs> Isn't it such a, it's such a compliment. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's an honour. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, pretty good. A little bit tired, a little bit sort of, I think this weather, yeah. you know, it's so cold. It's hard to get up in the morning and Stories. it's easy to sit back down and put your yeah. blanket over you and look at your phone and then yeah. two hours have gone yeah. by and you've achieved nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, change of seasons, it's a real thing. Hey, I want to drop something in that wasn't on mm. your run sheet. I want to start with the culture share. Oh, great. I had the last couple of weeks, due to various family circumstances that I won't go into, I've had the kids 24-7 for nearly two weeks. So wow. by the time I got to last night and I had a night to myself, I was just done. And I did yes. two gigs in a row yesterday. Like, it was just the whole thing. And I sat down in bed. I ordered myself a kebab. Great. Bed, and I watched Somebody Somewhere Season 2. Have you watched Season 1? No, but I saw a post of yours yesterday and I went, great, there's a series I've never seen. Oh, so my God. I started watching Series 1 last uh -huh. night. Ah. and what Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, just it's so so good. So different. So um, yeah. and seeing people on screen, you don't see enough. Yes, normal yes. people. So for know. people listening, the the lead, and I must confess to my great shame, I didn't know who Bridget Everett was, but she is a huge comedian and cabaret star in the states. Right. And that season one was recommended to me by a friend, and I started watching. I'm like, how do I not know this woman? Like, she's incredible. Yeah. And like yeah. you say, she, you know, she's not the she's not the lead of a TV show that we normally see. Like yeah. she's chubby and she's middle aged, and even the character she plays is single. She's flawed, you know. She's had to move back home to deal with like family shit that she's avoided for years. Mm -hmm. Like it's sort of messy and beautiful. Yeah, Absolutely. and season two is even better. So for people listening, particularly in this demographic, you've really got the character I described plus her best gay friend who's just a delight mm. and her sister who, this is a little bit of a spoiler but it won't matter too much, her sister gets divorced. And ah. so you're dealing with these three, you know, people in middle age. We all know this is the truth mm. but it's not the stuff we see. You know, mm. TVs and movies. We don't see someone starting again. No. Divorce is pissed off and stalking. Well, unless they're, unless they're traditionally hot yes. and sexy yes. and there's all that stuff that goes with it. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? It's a chance yes. for lots of wardrobe um, options. And, yes. Yeah, not real. We don't see real it's, And they don't have money. You no. know, it's not sex in the city. They're no. like a belligerent mother who's pretty abusive, who's, yeah. you know, going through some mental health and other kind of stuff, like life yeah. that people are actually dealing with. But it's also so funny and beautiful. Yeah. Oh, God, um, yeah. So somebody somewhere, it's on binge. I highly recommend it for, for this audience. I think they're going to really love it. Absolutely. All right, so a quick recap. Obviously, you are a return guest, so we don't need to go back through your relationship histories. But oh, couldn't we? Come on. <laughs> you want to? No. <laughs> I'm game. Not that much of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I reckon it was pretty interesting. Little recap. So you mucked around. 
as you do, you know, uh, in your 20s. You met your husband. You've been married for 127 years. 128 years, yeah. 128, corrected. Um, And let's just say your bad just been through the ringer. Yep, that too, yeah. (laughs) You were very open and honest about um, some stuff that your journey's been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people really appreciated that because it's one of those things that, you know, particularly that stuff of like painful sex or, you know, difficulties in the JJ area, like we mm. just don't talk about it enough. No, we don't. And we might talk about it when it like comes to menopause and things like yes. that. But this is way pre, yes. pre-menopause and it's nothing to do with that sort of stuff and it's... um. Yeah, yeah. I remember someone asking me about would I, like way back, would I talk about the troubles I went through, you know, getting pregnant and all that. And I just wasn't ready. It was too, you know, but because it's so far sort of behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it really helped people. So I reckon, I mean, the episode was also really funny. So if you haven't listened to Jen's episode, go back and find it and have a listen and you can hear her relationship history and we had a good laugh and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so as with all my return guests, because we don't have to go over that, oh, you get a free kick. You get to ask Nelly a question. What are you thinking? Well, I would, I, I, I mean, and obviously it's up to you how far you, you know, you want to yeah. um, go into it. But I was wondering where you see your relationship now. Like, yeah, yeah. where you see, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so just quick backstory in case people haven't listened. So I've been separated slash divorced for, what, two and a half years, a little bit more now. And, yeah, you do see it differently at different stages. Mm. You know, I think, and I'll probably have a different answer in five years, you know, or ten years because it was obviously a really a long-term relationship. And I know this sounds a bit Pollyanna and it sounds... I don't know. I don't know. It it sounds countercultural, but the truth is I see it as a success. Mm. You know, I mean, it ended. So obviously that there were things that went wrong. But I think overall it was a really successful relationship. It served both of us well for a really long time. And then it didn't. Yeah. And it wasn't a catastrophic ending. It wasn't yep. a someone was terrible um it just didn't work anymore and Mm -hmm. even though we tried lots of things we just couldn't make it work again Mm -hmm. and i don't like the idea that when you get divorced or even if you have a fling you know for two weeks and it doesn't that that doesn't make it a failure no you know it it might hurt you there's plenty of people listening who end up worse off you know from relationships for me, that's not the case. Not to say that it hasn't, you can't break up from someone that you've been with for that long and it not hurt. Yeah. You know, and they're not be fallout. I'm not saying there's not pain and terrible moments, but I was thinking about it. I'd had, so for listeners who've listened before, they'll know, <clears throat> I don't think this even matters, but people want to know. Yeah. I'd had a couple of relationships with women. I'd had a couple of boyfriends. Um, I dated a bit in my 20s, you know, I was sort of working things out. I'd had two sort of long-term, I mean, in your 20s, I mean, more than a year. Yeah, um, yeah. 
relationships and both of them were really tumultuous, like right. your classic 20-year-olds kind of fucking drama and yeah. instability and no idea what's going on and no trust, mm. you know, like lots of like betrayals and yeah. a whole range of things. So when I think of my ex, I think actually there was part of Little Nelly, I think we got together when I was 25, 26, so I think of that as Little Nelly from this yeah, age. Yeah. Um, I think I chose well, you know. Yeah. He, was, he was a very honest person. He is a very honest person, respectful, kind. Um, we had a lot in common. It wasn't dramatic. Mm. You know? it, was, it was a very stable relationship, and I think that was really good for both of us. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, assessing it, I sort of think he taught me, he taught me how to, to live in that, in that sort yep. of peace. And I probably taught him a bit of, um, let's have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to say yeah. that he never had fun, but you know what oh. I mean? Like it's with different personalities. So we brought mm. different things to the table. Um, mm. And also we raised two magical children. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I can't, I don't see that as um, as a failure. No. I really That's can't. such a good, like, it's so great to hear because I just sort of think there's so much toxicity around some, you know, couples that yeah. have children and then split mm. and there's just, Oh my god, the drama and the anger and the from both sides of yeah. some couples, and it's sort of and it, and it has to it has to spill out onto the kids, like yeah, it just does. By you know, I, I even remember my when my parents split up, and you know, if mum would make a derogatory comment about dad, fuck it hurt, like it yeah. just. That's part of me, you know, you're and, right. and making, yeah, it, it's awful. And so, I reckon you have to remember that, that when you, and let me put in the caveat, it's a completely different scenario if you're coming from abuse. Oh, 100%. Um, an abusive yeah. or and yeah. or violent situation, you don't keep someone else's secrets. No. You're not talking about that. Yeah. But, to be mindful in a quote unquote, you know, normal, whatever that is, kind of separation, even if you are angry, which you will be, like mm. to say I haven't been angry or pissed off yeah. or wanted to have a go. But you're talking about their dad. Yeah. Or their mum. This is not just another person. No. So and that is part of them. Mm. And I think the way that kids hear that is there's part of me you don't love. Correct. That's what I yeah, I agree. You know, so I just, but again, you've both got to want to do that because I also have friends where there's one half of the couple trying so hard to be really amicable and respectful and all that sort of stuff and the other half is shit canning them mm. or being toxic and you can't make them behave differently. No. You know, so it's not always possible. You have to both be working really hard to do that. Hmm. But I think in a general sense as well, and I think we find this hard to sort of hold the two things together, you can say the relationship ended because I wasn't getting what I needed mm. while still saying that's a good person. Yeah. You absolutely. Know I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Like you can say there was something wrong with the relationship without saying you were wrong. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're really different ways to frame something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then, as I've said before on the podcast, when you do have that moment where you just think, I've got to fucking rage, like I'm mm. off, I'm tr- this happened, I need to be hurt, you ring one of your girlfriends. Yeah. One of your boyfriends, whatever, and you get it out. You don't do it with the kids. No, no. And you've got to pick the right friend too. Oh, because you really do. Some, you know, people are just self-appointed fixers. Yeah. What you're asking for is not necessarily, you're not actually asking for it. You're just asking for them to listen and yeah. to go, oh, God, that's shit, or, yeah. you know, la, la, la. Yeah. And, um, y- yeah, you just, oh, you got to pick the right person. You do, and I think there's a point, and we've discussed this a little bit before, you also don't want to pick a friend who inflames your anger. Oh, yeah. You know, because some people really do love drama. Yeah. And, and you can feel it, say, oh, he did this, she did this. Yes, by all means, support it a little bit, but there's a point at which it tips into, well, you're ramping me up now. Yeah. And I'm already ramped up. Mm. And it's not good for you. No. Sit in that space for a really long time. Yeah. It's a bit of a balancing act. I think try and pick someone that you know who is going to listen to you but is relative, well, is mature, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. And not going to project their own shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think as a general rule, like it's, you're really lucky. I feel really lucky to be, have come out of that relationship feeling like I'm in a better state than when I went into it. Yes, good, yeah. You know, and I hope it would say the same thing. Yeah. And do you think that the timing, you know, like do you think, I mean, nothing's ever perfect. I don't know what that mm. means. But, you know, like the the timing of when you decided to part ways, you know, could it have come earlier? Should Like should it have come earlier or was it just the way it, yeah, it was. Um, sometimes I think about that and I think, yes, it probably should have come earlier. Mm. But I also think particularly when there's kids involved, you yes. do everything you Could can. Try. Yeah. You know, so I feel at least I feel confident that everything was tried. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you don't sort of wake up one day and just kind of go, oh, you're irritating me, I'm out. Yeah. No, yeah. like not once there's kids involved, you don't do that. So mm-hmm. I sort of, yes, yes and no is the answer. Yeah. Like it probably, obviously it didn't happen overnight. No. Um, but at the same time I feel like I wanted to exhaust all of the options and try all of the things before um, it was done. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I feel overall I feel you know, good about it in a good. weird way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, let's move on to armchair expert, which mm-hmm. is my favourite segment. Mm-hmm. I uh, am going to put a meme to you. This one's from Instagram. It's from Patrick Doyle, PhD. He is at PXD13 on Instagram. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, so Jen, for people listening, Jen works at the IGA, local IGA. Yeah. Thought you might be able to relate to this. Yeah. Cheer at Target saw me buying hair bleach, looked me dead in the eyes and said, baby, is everything okay? And that's trauma-informed care. 
<laughs> How cute is that? That is very cute. That is very cute. I mean, yeah, I, I'm so I always said I'll never comment on what people purchase. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just, you know, um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've said this to you before, but like this one time this woman came and she got she had avocados, she had corn chips, she had salsa, <laughs> she had, you know, and all these kids with her, and you know, it's clear she's, you know, doing nachos or something, and I I sort of say, said some flippant comment like, oh, I suppose you've already got the cheese at home, and she just went, shit, and then just <laughs> back to the, to thank you so much because you could see she had a million kids and just, you know, it's one of those things that you just, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's so funny. Overwhelmed mama. It's like if you see someone with a, a shopping cart and they've got, you know, hair bleach, uh, chocolate, a bottle of vodka, you're like, you have just broken up with someone. Like Correct. something Correct. has happened. Yeah. Just check in, see if yeah. you're And it's the it's the um, you know, the bottle of vodka and the and the um large, you know, ice cream um yes. bucket. Yes. And, yeah. And the Netflix okay. subscription. Okay, love. <laughs> right, honey, right. You're right. Good food groups there, you'll be good. Yeah. During one of our lockdowns in Melbourne, I um, had one of those moments and I grabbed the dog clippers and shaved my hair off. Oh, wow. <laughs> one of my, wow. I thought, right, I'm going to grow. We're in lockdown. I'm just going to go grey. So I'll yep. shave it off and grow it out and not have to deal with hair bleach and blah, blah, blah. And one of my friends was like, oh, mate, you've gone too early. Like, that, you know, you meant to do that like three lockdowns in. <laughs> like I was three weeks in or something. Yeah, you were. You knew though. You, you I knew. knew we were in for the long haul, and um, yeah. may as well just start now. Just get ahead of the game. You just need a change. All yeah. right, I love this one. So this is from Carter, which is at Freddie's Whore on uh, Instagram, and they say if you're ever feeling insecure about wearing a bold outfit slash makeup slash look etc., just remember Freddie Mercury would adore it. And would absolutely admire your courage. Oh, I love that. I just love that. And I think of all the kind of Freddie Mercury's, you know, like I think yes. of David Bowie or, yes. you know, like all of those. And, and yes. it's just really, and for someone like me who doesn't really step out of the, um, you know, tracksuit and hoodie and um, much, when I do, and it's easier as you get older to just go, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And, and then you're not looking for anything. But but when someone says, God, I love your hair like that or whatever, yeah. and you go, yeah, good. I, I you know, yeah, yeah. I, I went out on a limb and I don't care, but thank you very much, you know. Yeah, and you can laugh in the corner. I'm living yeah. my best life. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. the confidence of it. I mean, I always um, tease uh, lovely Lauren, who I'm dating. I always tease her because she's got more than 20 pairs of Crocs. Wow. Like, she's got wedding Crocs, Jen. <laughs> like, she's actually got a pair of wedding Crocs that you're only allowed to wear to weddings. Oh, that's great. I made the mistake of slipping them on to, like, go out into, you know, get the bins in or something. Oh, my God. I was in so much trouble. Yeah. Even though I tease her about it, I also think there's been so many situations we've been out somewhere 
And someone will stop her and go, oh, I love those Crocs because they've got the gidgets on them or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she's got fucking high heel Crocs. She's got like this, just, <laughs> just this menagerie of Crocs. And I'm like, you go, girl. Yeah. Somebody own those Crocs. That's right. It's That's your signature. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something in it, I think, in that meme about just kind of, especially with ageing, as you said, of yeah. just kind of going, you know what, if I like a leopard print jumpsuit, bloody going to wear it. Totally. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. I remember I think when I was, I was a lot younger and um, I think I was going on a hen's night with, um, you know, a friend and I think I was in the bridal party. But anyway, on the hen's night, it was like a hot, it was summer, and I had this, and I think this gives me an indication of the, the sort of people that I kind of mixed with and whatever. But anyway, I had this, um, like, a dress on and it was just a very bright pink with, you know, like kind of um, cartoony kind of big daisies on it, you know, and it was a summer frock. And um, and this one woman, one girl said, um, said, oh, I love that, or something like, oh, Oh, you look great, or something. She goes, "Yeah, you know, but you can get away with that, like, you know, or, or something like that." Like, and I'm like, "Right, because what I'm a freak, but you couldn't wear it because yeah. you're not a freak, or, or something, you know." So, it made, yeah, maybe she was trying to say you're hot. Yeah, people can wear anything. Mm -hmm. You know, when you see those models on Instagram and they're like, oh, I'm so brave because I'm wearing, you know, some dental floss and a hessian sack. And it's like, yeah, well, you could fucking wear peanut butter and everyone would go, you're hot. Yeah. Because yeah. Like, yeah. that's how you look, mate. Yeah, yeah. Take it as a compliment, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's funny. Yeah, that's right. Why couldn't you just say, you look great? Yeah, you look great. Yeah. Yeah, aren't you gorgeous? After yeah. again referring to lockdowns today, I um during lockdowns I sort of went, I've got to stop. Like I was really consciously trying to find moments of joy, you mm. know, like try and mm. create moments of joy. Like the kids wanted to put the Christmas tree out. It was September or something. I'm like, go for it. Yeah. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. If you're going to be happy putting it up, we're in the midst of this bullshit. Go for it. Absolutely. And one thing I decided to do, because I've worn so much black, classic Melbourne, classic larger lady, you know, all of that shit. And I went, no more. And I really changed my wardrobe and I started to buy more colourful clothes. And I tell you what, it works. I literally sometimes have people stop me in the street. Yeah. And kind of go, I love that dress. God, you look nice in that dress or whatever. Mm. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. To not be blending in. Yep. Yeah. Not hiding anything, going, I'm fucking here. Yeah. Hello. We had that same thing, you know, when we were in our 20s oh, or whatever. Yeah, no. I was yeah. just trying yeah. to be as small as possible in every yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You ready for some listener letters and calls? Yes. Oh, I've got a doozy for you. Okay. All right. Look, it's quite a long letter, so um, strap in. You mm -hmm. ready? Mm-hmm. Hi, Nellie. Firstly, thanks for the great podcast. It always makes me see things from a different perspective. Thank you very much. So I've been divorced about four to five years now after a 15-year relationship with my kid's dad. My boyfriend of about six months have a very, has a very different personal situation to men I've dated before and after my ex. He's a widower. 
with his wife of over, over 20 years having died from a long illness a couple of years ago. He has kids at home too who are a bit older than mine. On many levels, it's a wonderful relationship. This guy is very thoughtful, caring, attentive. The chemistry is good. We seem compatible. He makes me laugh. Our schedules mostly allow us to spend time together a couple of times a week, which is great. So what's not to love? I guess the issue is maybe more of a mental hurdle for me. It's trying to come to terms with the fact that I wouldn't be in his life if his late wife hadn't passed away. It seems they were very happy together, although I'm sure they had ups and downs. So sometimes I feel insecure about that and as illogical, illogical as it is. On the one hand, I know she's not coming back, but on the other, I wonder if I will, he will ever love me as deeply or at all. Has he already had the love of his life? The feeling is strongest when I'm at his place, which for practical reasons I have to be quite a bit. He has some photos of her up, not excessive, but still hard for me to see. One is a close-up of the two of their faces, which I recently found out was taken on their wedding day. Not that you'd know from the photo. It's a large photo in a prominent place, and some days it does pack an emotional punch. Other days I don't really notice it. I understand he wants photos around for the kids, but the wedding photo is harder. But it's his house, we're only a few months in, it's hard to voice this. It can also get hard knowing I'm at their dream house, etc, etc. Um, he's become a lot more sensitive about mentioning her all the time. Um, the focus feels like it's on the present, on building what we have, creating new memories, but still sometimes insecurities play on my mind. I also wonder about how his circle of friends who are very close to his late wife will cope with him, with seeing him with someone else. Again, it's probably more in my mind. I'm a bit anxious about it. I feel this is very much linked to the fact that he would still be with her if she hadn't passed away. I don't think I'd have this fe these feelings if they had divorced and there was that sense of closure. I know I'm overthinking it, but it's such a different situation than my other relationships and I've had many relationships. Thanks for any insights you can give. Oof. Wow. How's yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it's um, I mean, she she says it all in there. Mm. You know, says that um, dogs. Sorry, the dogs are just doing their play fighting thing. <laughs> um, she says, you know, I I I know. Yeah, this is the situation. There's no correct. You wouldn't have met here. You wouldn't yeah. be together if this yeah. hadn't have happened. If he hadn't have lost his wife and. Having known a couple of people that have lost their partners, mm. um, and you know, I, I reckon it does take a special person to be able to step into that role as a new partner, but also accept mm. the, the reality that this wouldn't be a partnership had it not been for for that sadness and tragedy. And and I don't know. Part of me sort of. Um, um, wonders whether it's worth um, trying to get to know who who she was, who who, mm. who you know, and sort of. Oh, that's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. Open it up in um, sort of like because what you're doing otherwise is you're just sort of um, trying to honour this person, perhaps that you didn't know, and mm. blah, blah, blah. and sometimes by opening that up and sort of saying. So, you know, 
tell me about how you guys met or how you know mm-hmm. tell you know i don't know it, it can sometimes and it might be a bit of a thing for him too it might be a bit of a healing hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombus we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombus Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. In a, and I um, I don't know, an opportunity for them to become closer with with the knowledge of the the presence of the um you know, the that partner that had passed mm. and not try to um not look at it, but to look at it more and and Do you know what? That's really interesting. I hadn't thought of that angle at all. But I think right. actually you're right because the more you try and suppress anything, the the greater it looms. Yeah. Like it's actually going to loom larger. And the temptation I imagine in this case is that you make um his wife in your mind perfect yeah that's you know, right and we do that to a lot of people after they've yeah. passed away yeah you know that she must have been the perfect mother and the perfect wife even the fact that she used the phrase the one you know was yeah. the one yeah like I, I know this sounds very pragmatic but i really believe this i don't think there is a one yeah i think exactly. we sold that rom-com kind of narrative right even the sliding doors moment well if they however let's say they met i don't know at uni mm. if you'd failed year 12 and not got into uni they wouldn't have met mm. Mm. Found another one and she would mm-hmm. have found another one mm. it's very romantic the idea that there's one person for us in six billion yeah um, but i actually personally i don't think that's true no i don't either and um yeah, I think we, we hang on to that thing. So you're, if you're going to believe that scenario, then you're you're always going to be second. Yes, you know, yes. and the, you know, and, and it is only early days. If she's only been sort of seeing him for six months and all that sort of stuff, but I just think by just maybe starting to to demystify the the departed, you know, partner, uh, wife, and yeah, I think that can probably bring like a different sense of closeness or a sense of respect yeah. for what has been and what is now or, you know, yeah. yeah. And I can imagine you could actually, you might even develop, like we're talking about reframing really, you mm. might even develop in a strange way a kind of sense of friendship with her. Correct. Because if yeah. you're around her children, mm. you also need to know who she was, mm. you know, mm. and yeah. it's not competitive no it's not a me or her if you can change that mindset from the one and go you know what there's multiple people for all of us yeah and um that doesn't make anyone more or less Mm. sounds to me because she starts with saying all of the amazing things in their relationship like girl you know this but i'm gonna say it you're overthinking this shit correct it's actually going really well yeah well yeah And if something big, like things that you feel like you find it hard to get over, like the photo of the two faces close together, 
ask a question, you know. So yes. who took this? Do you remember this moment? Yes. Um, you know, it, yeah. And there is a middle ground. I was going to raise that one too because I think, of course, there needs to be photos of her around. Mm. Of course there does for him and also especially for the children. But yeah. I reckon it's completely reasonable to say to him, you know what, I feel a bit stupid but I just need to tell you, like I know that photo's from your wedding day and it just makes me feel a bit weird like mm. saying because it's in such a prominent position. Mm-hmm. I just need to tell you how I'm feeling. Yeah. See how he responds to that. Yeah. He might go, oh, well, I'll put it somewhere else, you know, mm. or, I mean, who knows how he will react, but I think it's reasonable to raise that. Don't go in saying yeah. you have to take it down. No. But you also don't have to just swallow it. And yeah. That it, it doesn't mean anything. That is significant. Yeah. That's quite different, I think, to family photos. Yes. No, a wedding photo is different. Mm. He might say, look, I'm keeping it there because it would upset the kids if I moved it. Mm. And then you might feel better knowing, all right, he has actually thought this through. It's mm. not he, It's not sort of mindless. Yes. You know, like I think that one's fair to raise. Mm. In terms of the house, I mean, I say this with the greatest love and respect, but just let that go. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a dream house, again, is just a concept that's like the same thing as, you know, the one. Mm. It's his house. It's his kid's yeah. house. Just look yeah. at it as a house. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? It is really brave to write in with that. And I think you're right, Jen. Like it is, I'm not trying to minimize it. Like it is a no. big. Yeah. You know, dating someone who's who's lost someone that they loved is a very different situation than divorce. Absolutely. And I get that. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a couple of calls. Mm-hmm. I just had a little brainwave. I was thinking that like thruppy thirds could be a goer, you know, as in a thruple or a thruppence even. Just a thought. Love your work, mate. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> you know what I loved about this? It sounds like you. I, I was thinking, you know that person? Yeah. What? I was thinking, have, has Jen called into her own episode? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's got, like, she's got your intonation and your dry humour. Right. And I'm like, this sounds like Jen. I've got to give her this one. So just for context, we're talking about, like, the next time you come on, for example, will be the third yeah. time, might be sloppy seconds. And I'm like, oh, what should we call it? So she's suggesting thruppy thirds or thruppence. Thruppence. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What do you reckon? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, it, do, people like they're in a threesome. Do they? They call it a thruple. Yes, but, I think a threesome's more three people having a sexual encounter. Right. It's like three people in a relationship. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thruppence is good. Thruppence. I've got a. I've got. I've got some friends who have got this. Uh, a dog. It's a. It's a. She's a. Uh, an English bulldog, you know, with the big underbite Lovely. and the girls, and she's chunky and she's yeah, yeah, yeah. And her name's Tuppence. Oh, Tuppy. <laughs> That's so cute. Whenever I hear Thruppence, I just think of Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. but I like it. I reckon Thruppy Thirds is quite interesting. 
Mm. Um, yeah, because trying to find a, a word with a th. So, but also, yeah. I just love that this call is just like, had a thought, I'll just ring in. Oh, I love that, yeah. Keep that coming. All right, let's yeah. take our next call. Hi, Nelly. Um, I really enjoy your podcast. I've been listening to all of them. And I just wanted to say that I have had my 18-month single anniversary today um, and I just wanted to share about how I celebrate that because I think it's something that's really positive. So on the anniversary of becoming a single mum, a single person again, I um, celebrated it, not to celebrate that my children's parent, other parent was gone, but to um, just recognise the immense amount of work and effort and love and care that I put in to my family and myself over that time, that first 12 months. And so I bought myself a present, I made myself a card, I baked a cake and I just, you know, talked to my family about it in terms of recognising how far I've come and the things I've achieved. And um, now it's the 18-month anniversary today and I've been for a nice bushwalk and I'm going to buy myself a big cake at a cafe and eat the whole thing. Um, Anyway, I just thought that I'd share that um, because I think it's really important to appreciate those wins and to see ourselves and have that supportive relationship with ourselves as well as with other people. So thanks for all your work. I really appreciate it. Bye. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Hearing sound effects. Yeah. Yeah. How good is that? And it sort of it, it harks back to what you were saying about, you know, um, people look at, you know, s- separating or whatever, you know, as a failure. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, you know, it's just that negative kind of stuff. And when you've, yeah, you've you've gone through that, you've had the courage to go, no, this is the right mm-hmm. thing to do, separate. Why would you not celebrate that? Yeah. You know, that, yeah. And I love, no one's going to do it for you. No. I love no. about it that she's gone. I recognize this is not like an engagement party where no. everyone knows what script to follow. Yeah. No one knows what to do on the one year anniversary of your divorce. No one's gonna mm-hmm. come around. I'm yeah. gonna bloody do it. Yeah. I love that. And it's really interesting actually going back to somebody somewhere, because I binge watched it last night, as you know. Oh, this, this don't give too much away. Oh the um the sister. Yeah. At one point has a massive meltdown, which is, you know, both heartbreaking and hilarious to watch because she's yeah. a great character. But at one point she just says, I don't want to be a divorced person. Oh. And I hear that in this caller, but in the reverse. Yeah. You know? Like that kind of idea of going a divorced person in their 40s is done, is, mm. you know, washed up is a failure, is all those things. What I hear from this caller is her going, I had the courage Correct. to change something that wasn't working and I'm going to celebrate that. And that's not like, oh, yay, divorce. It is look how much work I've done for myself mm. and my family. Yeah, absolutely. I love give it. My, give myself a pat on the back. Yeah. 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 Do you mind if I ask, it's just occurred to me, because obviously you've been through chemo, Mm. Do you mark that in any way? I I um historically am so shit with <laughs> dates. 
births and anniversaries right. and birthdays and just like marking anything, right. any type of. But lately, because um, at the moment, like the date we are at now, one year ago, I was in hospital going through all of the severe wow. chemo and the stem cell transplant. So I've been very mindful because it's a year on and I'm coming up to my like one year appointment back with the the, the Austin. And so I've been, but I don't like, um, yeah, I'm really crap. I see people go, wow, I'm 10 years in remission. I'm going, oh, fuck, I'd have to work that day out. I just go day by day. It's just weird. But, yeah, I suppose this time around I, I will be knowing that. And also because my birthday is coming up and I spent my birthday in ICU last year. So um, this will be a very different, yeah, birthday and things like that. But um, so I, I probably will just know that around May, you know, towards the end of May is like the yep. the time. And it kind of coincides with my birthday and all that. So it'll be easy to remember. And, um, yeah, yeah, but I am pretty shit with dates and stuff. Yeah, I, I get that. But I also think it's, um, you know, it's similar. I mean, I'm not trying to compare, you know, what you've been through to divorce because I think facing cancers is like, incredible thing and you've been through the absolute ringer but in a way it's similar in that we don't have a like cultural script in how to deal with it yeah no it's like when someone tells you i've got a friend at the moment going through a relapse of cancer it's like people don't know it's the same when you tell someone that that you got divorced yeah. I don't know what to say or how to market or do I ask questions? Should I back off? I think often pe times people just ignore it. Mm. Not out of malice. No. But because they don't know what to say or do. Yeah. You know, do I call Jen on her one-year remission anniversary and say, how great is this, or will that upset her? Yeah. Yeah. There, there is no script. There's no, yeah, and and sometimes you know, or like if people are facing that someone's terminal and they, you know, I have, I mean, in a few groups like Facebook groups, you know, like for lymphoma and things, and that was a tragic one the other day. Is like you know, because her daughter is passing away, and you know, she was sort of wanting to ask, you know can I get a time frame on this? And that's one of those things with people dying. There is no, yeah, yeah you know, there's no time. It's a bit like, yeah, you know that it's going to come. It's like yeah. birth too. It's like you don't know exactly when the baby's going to be born. Yeah. But, yeah, and it's, it's hard. There is no script. You just got to be know, there. It's like when you go through grief and... I think part of the reason that can be, and a grief could be divorce as well, it can be a diagnosis, there's a whole range of things. Um, part of the reason it can be so lonely is because people do back off. Yeah. You no, know, like I try really hard not to do that to kind mm. of, and also not, not everyone wants that. Like you don't persist if they want you to back off. Yeah. But I think just a little bit of an invitation to listeners, if you know someone going through something like that, whether it's divorce, cancer, you know, they've lost someone, whatever it is, come forward. Yes. You don't have to be perfect. No. But just let them know they're not alone. That's right. You know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm here if you want to chat mm. or, or, or you want to drink wine or yeah. or you want to throw shit. Yes. It, you know, yes. but I'm also happy to leave you the fuck alone if you'd yeah. like. You yeah. know, you, I'll, I'll, yeah, you just I'll have to. sit with you in silence. Correct. Like one of my things, again, I won't go into details, but a friend mm. going through something very difficult and I just said to him, look, I'm just going to text you every couple of weeks. Yeah. And just, and, and just ask. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. You don't have to reply. No. You know, if I say, do you want to come to the movies? You don't have to. There's no yeah. sense of obligation at all. But I'm going to keep asking. Yeah. There might be a time at which you actually really do want to do that, but you don't, yeah. you're not going to reach out. Yeah. And I think hopefully that just makes friends feel like less alone in their in their big feelings because it's really hard to process all of that shit on your own. That's right. And and also that just like, you know, like if you know that they're the sort of person, a bit like me, like I, I don't like to talk on the phone. That's just one of my things. Yeah. But um, you, just a uh, like a text, someone just sends you a text yeah. and it just says, Thinking of you heaps today or whatever yes. it is, it yes. can really make all the difference. They don't need a response. They don't need, you know, and um, wow, that goes a long way. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, you know, I read this book, I reckon you'll like it. Yeah. Whatever exactly. it is, whether they yeah. reply or not sort of doesn't matter. No. And going back to the caller, I also just love, again, there's so many narratives, more historical, I think it's better now, but it's still there about yeah. what mother is what a single mother yeah and i think she is really challenging that of kind of right i'm thriving yeah i'm family's thriving please see the work that i've done Mm. because that takes a lot of work emotional labor actual labor like good on you you absolutely bloody go on that bushwalk and then eat that fucking cake and you totally. see how great you are. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Oh, I want a cake. All right. <laughs> but that's not uncommon. So now we're going to end with uh, our regular Sloppy Seconds segment called Big Mistake. So I wanted to ask you, Genevieve Morris, what do you think, like if you think about relationships or dating, What's the big mistake that you see people make or you might have made it yourself? Could be trivial, could be serious. Yeah. Well, this is a bit of a weird one, but when I when I hear, and I'm talking about I am and this is specific to straight couples, yeah. I believe, for this for this purpose. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> When I hear the female of the couple yeah. reference their male partner yeah. too much, I fucking, it's a red, it, I just go, Jesus Christ, have you got a voice of your own? Yeah. You know, like say it's, you know, say his name's Tony. Yeah. Oh, Tony reckons that, 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 Or, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, Tony didn't like that. I think, man, I'm not sure if I'll watch it, but, yeah, t- I don't give a fuck about Tony. Yeah, I'm here easy. talking to you. Yeah. And I've actually had one friend who who would do that a lot, yeah. reference. She's, and now um, 
she's single now. Yeah. But, you know, both quite two quite long-term relationships and she did that with both of them. Mm. And, they've, and they've both ended up quite not well, the, the, the two relationships. And it's actually right, a that. pedestal thing or something, putting her on a pedestal. And, and it is that for me it's very a male-female, you know, well, he thinks that. So yes. he, you know, putting him above yourself. Like a, there's a power imbalance. Yeah. Can I add to that when couples say we think? Oh. We like. Wow. We, we think. You're yeah. like, no, you don't, there's no we in thinking because you've got a brain and they've got a brain. Yeah. So yeah. I think, and he or she happens to agree. Yeah. It's interesting, actually, the gender stuff, I reckon you're right. Like I think obviously historically, and we, we're not completely over this, there is... I don't know, there is for one of a better femo description and patriarchal element to that. But I will yeah. say I've absolutely seen that in same-sex couples as well. Right, yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. I just It hits me more when it's the yeah. putting the male above the, yeah. 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 But, but yeah. I, I, 100% I can imagine it, yeah. Well, it, if you think of our mother's generation, which is, you know, so recent, it would have been he manages the money. Yeah, you know, or he makes the decisions about where we live or he, you know, mm. that stuff is, you know, that's not a thousand years ago. It's no, like no, it's not. living memory. So it's definitely there. What is it about it do you think that grinds your gears? Um, I think it is that thing of, oh, well, if he said it, it must hold more weight. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's... um. It's sad. It is. Isn't it, it is. sad for, for her to kind but of It's always that thing of he's an expert in that area. He's mm. an expert in that. He can't be a fucking expert in every area. Um, and sure, if he's a mechanic and he's talking yeah. about something to do with me, I'm absolutely all there for it. Yeah. But I, I don't care. I'm here yeah. with you. I don't fucking care. No. And let, you know, and if I've got a I've got a separate relationship with the husband or the partner or whatever, yeah, it would be the same thing if, he, if I'm hanging out with him and he's talking. About, it's like I don't, you yeah. know, we're just I don't know. It's just a real bugbear of mine. I get no, really, I, yeah. I totally agree. It really grinds my gears in the sense that for me, it just makes me really sad. For yeah. me, someone who um, feels worn down. Mm. As though their their um, contribution to the relationship into the world is less than, you know. I've, I remember a couple I knew, and it's so, this is so trivial, but it's telling. Like it was actually a, a lesbian couple, and one had put a like a Facebook, you know, your profile picture up, mm. and they took it down because the other one didn't like it. Oh, she doesn't like that one. She wants me to have a dinner. I'm like, what do you think? Well, hang on, who was the photo of? Yeah, that's right. And whose Facebook page is it? So it and wasn't the two of them on the photo? No. No, 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 no. No, that just like rolling. Yeah, that's how you present to the world and you're going to let someone else make that decision. It is controlling. That's exactly what it is. That's why it's grinding my gears. Yeah. Controlling. Yeah. Like what if someone said to me, if Lauren said to me, I don't like that Facebook photo you chose i'll be like what the fuck what's your problem yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right well it's not your page so off you yeah, scroll on scroll on like, <laughs> exactly. 
I'm not for everyone. <laughs> and let me say she would never do anything like that. I know. It's that kind of stuff. I think you're right. When it, If you're in a relationship and you find yourself deferring, particularly I couldn't agree more when they have no expertise in the area, like it's one thing if they are, like you say, if they're a mechanic, of course, ask them about the car. Yeah. But if they're weighing in on your fucking photo and they're not a photographer, yeah, I'm sorry. And I think it astounds me more when, I mean, I know, I think, you know, everyone's a strong woman that's a woman, but uh, what I'm saying is personality types. Yeah. These, so I'll say there's sort of two particular women that, that, this happens with mm. they're really strong women yeah really strong yeah. talented intelligent capable amazing mm. so that's yeah mm. it's weird okay yeah. so we've definitely got to come back for thruppy thirds because i want to get into that with you there is something and it's a fraught conversation but it's fucking real there mm. is something about really strong particularly professionally successful women mm do not have that in their relationship. It's almost like they're the complete opposite of their public presence in mm. their private life. Yeah. And I can't tell you, especially in our industry, in entertainment, yeah. how many times you see that. Yeah. Is something going on there? Yeah. You know, is there something about unconsciously kind of going, I've got sort of power and attention that part of me thinks I shouldn't have and therefore I'm submissive in my personal life. I don't know what it is. We need to get into that. I think that's juicy. Mm, mm, make a note. I see it a lot. Mm. I see it a lot and I agree. So let's let's finish up with let's say you've got friends who you notice doing that. We do this. I do that. Like he thinks this, she thinks that, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Do you challenge it or do you just like rage and text me? Probably raising. <laughs> I, 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 I'm guilty of te texting another another mutual friend who who has the same opinion. Like, yeah. and, and you know, say the partner's name's Tony. Yeah. Like we'll have some, you know, say we're all out for coffee, and then you know this person's been, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony. So you know, we just text each other. Tony said. Tony said. Tony said. Tony said. You know, Tony, 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 said, and we just. Yeah, rage and let it out. And we just we're astonished. How does Tony in this situation deal? Is he just loving himself sick? Or does it annoy Not him? Necessarily. Some some Tonys I think do, but um no, not necessarily. I just I'd be embarrassed, Jen. I'm just trying to put myself in this situation. If if Lauren and I were at dinner and she yeah. was constantly going, Oh, because Nellie thinks this and Nellie likes that, and now I would actually be embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. That's well, I guess they don't do they don't do it when the person's there. Oh, you know, okay. they're referencing. Yeah, okay. They're referencing them, but um, interesting. All right, so big mistake is what we would call in psych terms, kind of enmeshment. Right, right. you're an individual. You are an yeah. individual human being, and you are you own your own shit. You're allowed to have your own opinion. You're allowed to take up space. And, in fact, if you find yourself not doing that, it's it's actually a red flag. Hmm. And that's yeah. not to say it's the other person's fault. This might be no. yours. But either way, it's not healthy. No. Yeah, you're allowed to go, I like Terminator, and yeah. Jen doesn't. Yeah. 
and we could still love each other. That's right. Yeah. I'm not coming to the fucking cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Genevieve Morris, you're an absolute delight. Oh, thank you. So are you. So, so lovely to have you back on and we'll be having you back on for whatever the th- thirds is. Yeah. And go well. And um, in the spirit of, you know, coming toward the big feelings, I am so glad you're not in ICU for this birthday. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I don't even know what the terminology is, but I'll just say I'm very happy that you're not going through chemo. Yeah. You're not where you were a year ago. I won't say congratulations because that sounds weird, but. I'm not the scientist. Let's celebrate it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'll have a cake in your honour. Beautiful. Have a whole thing. <laughs> All right, off you fuck, girlfriend. All right. Ciao. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly So I'm hoping we can talk it through Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. And tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.